Hello and welcome to We Random, the wonderful podcast where my buddy Brian and I sit around and we talk about random stuff that we throw on that wheel right over there. We spin it around, we see what we're going to talk about. But before we do all that fun stuff, B, what did the horse say when he fell down? Help, I've fallen and I can't giddy up. I can't giddy. Yeah. More right after this. Almost Qualified Productions. Let's get crazy! Experts don't have this much fun. Welcome to episode 53 of We Random. I'm Brian. That's Christopher. Say hello to the people, Christopher. Hey, what's up, everybody? Now, as you all may know, we're entering fall. It's getting a little colder. Christopher, do you know where you should go stand if you're cold? Uh, no. Where should I go stand if I'm cold? You should go stand in the corner, because I hear it's 90 degrees. Oh, dang. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, everybody. As I said, I'm Brian, that's Christopher. We are here to bring you topics from our wonderful Wheel of Doom. For those of you who are veterans of the podcast, welcome back. For anybody who may be new, welcome. For those of you who may be new, we will go through a very quick recap of what we're going to do. So, Christopher, at some point, will spin that wheel. A topic will come up. We will discuss it. When we're done discussing it, we'll move on to a different topic. We'll do that for a good 30 to 45 minutes, and then we'll hit you with a random rankings. And for those of you who are watching here on this YouTube, Christopher, at some point, I don't know if it's going to happen this week, has the aspirational goal of giving you little timestamps. So if you don't want to hear me talk about Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to hear myself talk about Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. You can look and see when we do that, and you can skip that. But please don't. We need your views. We need your listens. But we're going to try to give you those little timestamps so you can see what's going on. Christopher, did I miss anything? Any other things that we want to tell the people before we get started tonight? No, but I'll let you know that the timestamps made their appearance on the latest, well, yeah, the latest podcast from last week. It's out there. It's live on YouTube. We got it out there. Cool. Well, I guess the only thing we can do now on uh, episode 53, the Brandon Woodruff edition, is get going. <laughs> All right. I'm spinning this wheel, bro. We don't got a lot of things on the on the wheel, but there should be some fun stuff and some angry stuff. And first, we're going to talk about woo, Ric Flair and is it Tommy Dreamer? Is that who it is? Yep, Tommy Dreamer. So we're going right. to start by talking about some pro wrestling. So the latest episode of Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring covered what wrestling fans refer to as the plane ride from hell, which involved WWE superstars flying home from a European tour in 2012. The episode details how a flight attendant who worked that flight accused Ric Flair of sexually harassing her after he allegedly stripped naked and began parading around the plane before cornering her. While fans were furious with the Nature Boy over these allegations, many were just as mad at wrestler Tommy Dreamer for the statements he made throughout the episode. Dreamer said, quote, Ric Flair is not going to try to impose by force any sexual stuff onto anybody. He's just flaunting, styling, and 
and profiling, doing the Ric Flair stuff, and everybody's going to laugh about it, but obviously somebody took offense to it. Dreamer, because, you know, that statement wasn't enough, later criticized the flight attendant's decision to have her lawsuit against WWE settled outside of court, saying, if that's how she felt, maybe she should have not taken a payout and went to the fullest extent of the law to truly put this heinous person in jail. So, based on the episode, Dreamer has currently been suspended from his job at Impact Wrestling and the Busted Open podcast. Flair's current commercial deal with CarShield has been put on hold. For uh, his um, part in this, Ric Flair said, We'll see how this all plays out. I was there, and I don't care whose name I gotta drop if the heat falls on me. I know who was where and who did what. I know the whole story. Flair has also put out a statement saying that the alleged incident never happened. So, I just thought that this was kind of interesting, because this really does kind of it, it wades into a lot of the different topics that we talk about week in and week out in this podcast. It weeks it it kind of wades into you know male, especially like white male privilege. It wades into poor treatment of women. It wades into harassment. It wades into all of these things that we talk about in all of these episodes, right? And what like I, I have lots of thoughts about this one. And is it okay if I kind of get some thoughts out first? Do Usually it, I'll go to you, but no, I want to get is, some thoughts this out. All you. This is your area, man. So first off, like there are multiple things that can be true. So one thing that I feel like can be true is the way that we look at things in 2002 may be different than the way that we look at things now. That doesn't mean that the way that things were handled in 2002 were good or right or just, but I think why Tommy Dreamer, and rightfully so, is catching so much heat, is this man came out in a year of 2021 and was like, well, if Ric Flair wants to spin his penis around to a woman, that's okay. No, that's not okay. That's not okay now. That wasn't okay in 2002. People thought it was okay in 2002 because you know, that's the society that we live in, but at least now in 2021, we're at a point where we're like, well, that's probably not good because there are still a lot of people that are out there like, oh, well, you know, he's the nature boy and he can, no, stop it. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of ugly with uh, this whole thing. So like, I'm not a huge wrestling guy. We know that. I always loved Ric Flair though. Not always. I, there's a lot of times where I really, really didn't like Ric Flair, but you know, he's a fun guy. He's the wheeling, dealing, rock and roll, stealing, whatever. I don't know what the fuck he says, but, uh, but the way this whole thing came down, like, first of all, the way that dreamer kind of laid it out was just not okay. Right? Like, oh, he's just being who he is. It's perfectly okay. No, that's, that's not the case. That's not, that's not how that kind of thing works. And then the way that Flair has kind of come at this doesn't really put him in a great light honestly like i mean no it's it's like it's like when you you know the lamp gets broken in the living room and you ask your kid what happened and he gives you 73 different stories as to what happened like you know you're full of shit kid i know you're full of shit you know you're full of shit that's kind of the feeling i get from rick flair and and i mean if you think about it based on kind of the way that this and i don't know anything about this flight other than what i've read in a couple articles but I mean, it sounds like it's basically a party bus where people are just doing their thing and they're getting drunk and they're probably getting high and they're, you know, there may be sex stuff going on. It's just a huge party bus. Is it possible that one of these people who are on top of the world and they're, you know, 
they're used to people just bending over backwards and doing whatever they want that they might have got a little bit crazy and stupid. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very possible. So I, just the way that he's come at it, two or three different ways, and I know who, I'm going to call out other people if they call out me, and nothing happened anyway, so I don't need to say nothing. Like, he's just, it's, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Well, and the whole thing, too, that really kind of chafed me a little bit is whole, like, Tommy Dreamer's apology was basically the stock, like, I'm sorry if you were offended by what I said, not actually taking any ownership of the fact that what you said was hurtful. The fact that what you said is not the way that you as a person have said in your own words that you want to treat other people. So that's very contradictory, right? And right. I think that's the most important thing is that when people apologize to give that apology to say, you know, this is the intent that I had with what I said. You know, obviously, I can see now that it wasn't taken in that way. Not to say, oh, well, I'm sorry if I offended you. Like, that's not right. appropriate. And again, there are people who are like, oh, well, this is cancel culture. It happened in 2002. You should just let him be. Like, that's the whole thing with the flair thing. It's like, you know, it is what it is. But that's why I honestly think that Tommy Dreamer is catching the heat because this man came out in 2021. This interview wasn't recorded in 2002. This interview was recorded in 2021. And this man doesn't come out and mm, 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 nope. Yeah. And you know what? I, there's two things that you said that I think are worth, <laughs> worth getting a little bit angry about. So first of all, well, this was 20, 2002 or whenever the fuck it was. Things were different back then. Well, you know what? Things were different in the 1950s too, but that doesn't mean that I can tell black people they can't drink out my water fountain because that shit ain't okay. Like people accepted it back then, but it wasn't okay then neither. Okay, that's number one. Number two, can we just cancel the fucking term cancel culture? Like, that's not what this is. This isn't cancel culture. This is accountability culture. That's what this is, right? It's like you did something stupid, really bad that you shouldn't have done. And now you're being held accountable to it. That's, that's how it works, right? So right. whether Ric Flair did something stupid or not, I don't know. And whether it'll be account held accountable to it and to what degree, I don't know that either. But... Let's just get rid of that term. That term is is asinine. Right. Agreed. But that, again, that's what people use. And this is, this is. I, I kind of want to save this for in case your favorite topic, Aaron Rodgers, comes up. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was just going to make a comment about how people will use the term cancel culture, and they kind of relate it. it, it it's used to like get clicks and to yeah. get people to engage yeah. and to get people to argue and to get people to get mad online. Because that's what we like to do. So instead of getting mad online about this any longer, I propose that we move on to our next topic. I thought I could right click and not start it right away, but I started it right away by right clicking and we're going to talk about whatever UWM is. What is UWM? It's like YUM? YUM. What is YUM? YUM is the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Oh, that place. The University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee has completed an investigation into an offensive video shared among students. In the video, a freshman student was seen using derogatory terms for black and LGBT individuals. In rendering their decision, the university says the video was made prior to the student enrolling at UWM, and the school has no power to discipline a student for actions prior to enrolling at UWM. The university did report that the individual in question has decided to leave on-campus housing and withdrew from in-person courses. Now, 
I will uh, pull the curtain back for you, loyal listener, loyal viewer. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait, I got... (laughs) I'm going to pull the curtain back for you just a little bit. I know a lot about UWM. I'll tell you is... They've done a really good job hiding this because I didn't hear about it. <laughs> I found it when I did the Google search for some stuff to talk about this week. And I'm like, oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I could I could have asked my wife and maybe she got an email about it, but I didn't hear about this, you know. But again, I think that this is your prototypical and I don't I didn't even watch the video. Like I didn't go seek out the video. I don't feel like it's worth my time to, you know, give somebody clicks for that kind of thing, right? But my guess is that it's somebody from a community where speaking in those ways about those people is, again, it's the uh, Tommy Dreamer um, epitome of, it's fine, this is just what we do, you know, and it's not okay. And obviously the the university is going to do everything that they can to to not get sued, right? So they're going to say, oh, well, because this didn't happen on camp. Like, (laughs) so here's here's a funny thing, and I'm totally sidetracking, but we random. So... One of my favorite academic policies is in regards to marijuana. So for federal financial aid, if you are caught with marijuana during the semester, you can be held liable and it can impact your financial aid. If you are caught with marijuana when the semester is not in session, you're fine. Like these are some of the fun and weird and odd policies that universities all across the nation have. So it's kind of this whole thing of like, did the student do something that we would objectively say is probably not good? Yes. Is the university going to do anything about it? No. Is this person probably just going to self-select to go into hiding? Probably. So they just figure that's going to take care of itself. So basically, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee is saying, that was 2002. We don't care. That, that's fine. It was okay back then. Uh, no. no. They're, it's, they're it's, just it's saying not, that we... It's were... not okay. It wasn't okay when he said it. It's not okay today. And just because he said it, you know, a week before he showed up on campus doesn't mean that you shouldn't... I mean... It doesn't mean that you have to kick the kid out of school. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, hang him up on a tent pole by his underwear and make a, you know, a spectacle out of him. But, but it does mean that this gives you the opportunity to stand up and to, to make, make a point of this, this type of behavior happening. Hey, because of X, Y, and Z, this is why the, 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 we're not making further, you know, we're not taking further disciplinary action against this person. However, what we are going to do is... We're going to raise awareness. We're going to have an on-campus, you know, not harassment day. You know, don't harass people. I don't know what the term is I'm looking for there. We're going to have, you know, awareness of uh, uh, marginalized people day or, you know, something. Like, do something. Instead, what it's going to come to is the students are going to have to march and they're going to have to protest. They're going to have to do all kinds of stuff if they decide to do that. And then then maybe something will happen. The one article I was reading, which might have been the article here, there there was a a young student, and I don't remember what group that he belonged to. um, But his comment was basically, well, we got to make sure that they know that they can't get away with this next time. The fuck do you mean next time, dude? Like, to make sure they know now that you can't do this. Like, it's just, what the hell, man? 
I mean, what's going to happen is at some point we'll get a seven-paragraph email about every diversity initiative that UWM is doing. And, like, I mean, it, it, this, it's a societal problem, right? And I feel like the ideas that you've come up with are good ideas, and maybe I should pass them along, but, you know, it, it's, it's a... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a societal problem because we don't act on it. It's a, it's a societal problem because we say, ah, it happened a week too early. It's a, societal, yeah. it's a societal problem because we're like, ah, well, next time we'll deal with it. No, 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 no. That's not how it happens. Like the whole George Floyd thing that happened. That's what needs to happen with this kind of stuff, right? Now, hopefully there's no more of that bullshit. We know there will be, but hopefully there isn't. But like shit needs to change now. Let's let's right. start to make sure things change. Otherwise, in 50 years, I mean, I'll say we will be talking about this. I'll be long dead by that point. But people will be talking about the same shit in 50 years because we're just keep pushing it down the damn road. And that's not acceptable. It's not okay. Right. I, I agree with you. All right. I got a little worked up. I'm spinning the wheel. And well, I you agree. haven't cussed yet, I don't think. So. A little bit. A little bit. I didn't drop any big ones. This is a good story, except that it's a box. Well, it is a good story, but it again, there's, story. Also, there's also a twist, depending on who you oh, ask. Oh boy, so, here we go. Let's do it. So the Milwaukee Bucks have named Lisa Byington as their TV play-by-play -play announcer, making her the first woman to hold such a position for any team in North America's four major men's professional sports leagues. Byington has an impressive resume, having previously been the first woman to call men's NCAA tournament games. She also has done play-by-play -play for men's and women's soccer at the Olympics, as well as games in the NBA, WNBA, MLS, and college football's Big Ten Conference. The Bucks, to their credit, already have an in-house female sideline reporter, Zora Stevenson, who became the first female to provide play-by-play -play for a Bucks game earlier in 2021. So this is a very interesting story, and one of the things, so um, I have really picked up on my Bucks fandom. So like, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest mega fan, but like I've definitely picked up and I've followed things. And, you know, when uh, Jim Paschke retired, a lot of people thought that Zora was going to get the job, right? Because they were kind of grooming her. They were putting her on broadcast. She is a person of color and all of these things. And then they hire a white woman and uh, there were people who were okay. like and then they were like oh what, what oh that's interesting but here's the thing and you know i i have a source i will not put him out here but there's a source that i have who is in the news and i asked him about it. i said dude what are your thoughts and he's like dude it's a good hire you know everybody knows that dora's her star's rising She's a little raw, but they brought in the best female that's on the market, like period. Like she is the gold standard right now of female anchors. So there shouldn't be any um, anger or mistrust or uh, frustration because if they want Zora to succeed in this role, like she is somebody that can make that happen and help that to happen too. Well, also, it's it's basically two people that can kind of expand their stars together, if that makes right. sense, as opposed to like her being like passed over, as some people might have said, right? Sure. I think the more, so, most important part of this whole thing is when you referred to the sideline reporter, you specifically said, reporter, the reporter, oh, like you bu like busted, very, busted out your like Boston accent. New York accent. or Boston. Yeah, yeah the reporter. 
Um, Reporter. Yeah, so so I understand I understand both sides of this. Like on one one hand, this is a this is a um, a historic move, right? That's that's a it's a great thing. It, it by the by by her resume, like I don't know who this lady is, but based on her resume, she's more than qualified for this position. So yeah, give her an opportunity. I can understand completely people who look at it and say, well, wait a second. We had you had you had a, a a woman of color who's already a part of your team, part of your broadcast, who's already doing work for you. You you know you've given her all this different work and stuff. Why are you passing by her for a white woman? So I could definitely see people having that. I think that the person that you spoke to, whomever that was, again, a lot of this is 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 how are you delivering that message, right? And and some people are always going to say, ah, you're just making excuses. You're blowing smoke up my ass, whatever the case may be. But I think if you have that conversation and say, hey, you know, this individual, we don't feel is quite ready for this position just yet. We hired this person, look at the experience they have, et cetera, et cetera. We're gonna continue to, you know, employ her. She's gonna continue to be our sideline reporter. We're super excited. I mean, reporter. She's gonna be our sideline reporter. She's, we're really excited about that. She does great work. We're gonna be able to get her in, you know, as a fill-in role, blah, 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 right? Like there's a way that you can explain why you made the decision. I'm not saying that you make shit up to make people happy, you know, just to placate people, but but that you can explain why you made your decision in a way that that helps people understand why the decision was made. Not everyone's gonna be okay with that. Not everyone's gonna accept that. A lot of people are still gonna take the, uh, yeah, 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 that's just, you know, the old white guy just giving an excuse why he hired a white person instead of a black person and, and or a person of color. I don't know what her ethnicity is, but, um, and there's always gonna be some of that, but communication, man, that's what it all comes down to. Communication. Yeah and, yeah, and I just think it's so interesting because the guy that I talked to, his impression was like, basically, it's a win-win for everybody because yeah. if, if you know, this lady comes in and she knocks it out in TBS or TNT or whoever comes and knocks on the door and says, hey, you want a job here? And she's a one and done. Yep. That's another year of training for Zora, right? Yeah. She's training under one of the best and things like that. So, like, I, I I respect his opinion, and I was like, you know, I can get behind this. And obviously, he knows people, so I don't know if he's heard that um, his sources or, like, what that's all about. But I just sure. think it's really interesting. And I, But I think it's really good for the Bucks in general that they said, we want to hire the best person for this job, whether they are male or female or you know, and they did. Like, if you look at this resume, I don't feel like you can say, well, it, it's not Joe Barry. Let's go there. Right? <laughs> it's not, this is not the Joe Barry of hires. And for those of you who do not know, Joe Barry is the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, who everybody looked they at that guy's suck. resume and said, oh, boy, that, that was an interesting hire. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's lived up to every fucking tiny piece of that. I'm going to spin now because now you're talking about that, and it's going to make me angry. <laughs> and, and Aaron Rodgers is going to come up and bet you. Come no, on, it's come not. on, Aaron. Oh, we're, no. <laughs> we're talking about AI and the UN. That, that sounds like Rogers. something dirty. I know, All I right. did too. That would have been perfect. The United Nations has called for a moratorium on artificial intelligence systems like facial recognition technology that threaten human rights until guardrails are in place against violation. The UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, 
has warned that AI technologies can have negative or catastrophic effects if they are used without sufficient regard to how they affect people's human rights. So a report that was created by the Human Rights Council looked at how countries and businesses have often hastily implemented AI technologies without properly evaluating how they work or what impact they will have. The report found that AI systems can be used to determine who has access to public services, job recruitment, and they impact what information people see or share online. Faulty AI tools have led to people being unfairly denied social security benefits, while innocent people have been arrested due to flawed facial recognition. The report highlights how AI systems rely on large data sets with information about people collected, shared, merged, and analyzed in often opaque ways where the data sets may be faulty, discriminatory, or out of date, which all may contribute to the violation of a person's rights. So I will now immediately cede my time to you, Skanzi, Mr. Skanzi, the Information Security and Data Chief Officer of We Random. What you got? <laughs> well, I, I don't have a ton to say about this just because we've talked about this a couple of different times, but but here there I think I think the angle I'm gonna take is and I'm gonna rehash a little bit of what we talked about before. There's really two angles on this this UN thing in my mind. So first it is how these AI systems are created. And then it's also how these AI systems are being implemented. And not just the system, but I'm gonna say the AI program, if that makes sense. Um, the reason being, and we've talked about this a lot, so AI systems are inherently biased. And the reason why they're inherently biased is because they are programmed by people. And people are inherently biased in one way, shape, or form, right? Even if it, it, do, it doesn't mean that, that they're, you know, assholes who are gonna say Ric Flair just likes to whip it around and he can do that because he's Ric Flair. It's not that kind of bias being stupid, but you know, people see things in certain ways. People see ethnicities in certain ways. People see, you know, everything in different ways. And so all those biases are ending up in the software. And let's be honest, a large, large, large percentage of the people who are working on these softwares are white guys. So you're going to have facial recognition or AI software that is geared towards the biases of white guys. That's just the way it's gonna work. Which is why if you look at any reporting anywhere, you will find that people of color are way, way, way disproportionately triggered off these these types of AI systems because it, it just doesn't, it, the, the biases of white guys isn't working for people of color. So that's part of it. We need to, we need to get a lot more diversity in the people who are working on these systems. That's one. Second side is, how are we implementing these systems? What are the programs that we're putting around them? So if we're using a system and we're saying, okay, we've got this great AI system and we're gonna put it in the subway. And as soon as that thing hits, we're tackling someone to the ground and we're handcuffing them and dragging them to the station because this is a wanted criminal according to our AI system. Well, that's probably a problem because we already just talked about the fact that they're inherently biased and they're not gonna be very accurate. So how do we create a program that you can use these things if we're going to use them at all. And, and right now, arguably, they shouldn't be used. But if they're going to be used or once they do become uh, a better a better tool, once they become less biased and more accurate and we're putting them into, into place at that point, we need a program built around that that makes sense. That's a, that's a sensible way of using that data. That data should not be the end-all be-all and, hey, we need to 
you know, tackle this person off the plane because they're going to blow up the plane. And, you know, it's, it's Bob's, Bob's, I'm trying to think of an ethnic last name, Bob ethnic last name, who is, you know, a doctor in, in New Jersey who just happens to wear a turban. And so, oh my God, he's clearly a, a you know, a, a terrorist. We need to stop him. So let's have a program built around that on why we're using this information, how we use this information, how it's going to benefit us. And, and there, there's a lot of rules and regulations and dare I say policies and procedures that you're going to place around that so that, that it can be useful, but it's not kind of that end all be all. So I think there's, there's two sides. And now that I get done saying that, I said I didn't have much to say, but I kind of said a lot. You did, but I think all of what you said makes sense, right? Because there are those multiple pieces to it. We had a conversation with a friend of yours, you know, a couple of weeks ago about exactly that, how, you know, there are different pieces to it. Sometimes the software and the hardware that we're using, you know, the software may be failed or it might be the hardware. The hardware might not necessarily have the capability to do what we want the AI thing to do. So right. there's lots of different pieces and procedures procedures and policies that need to be put in place. So yep. I think this is just a good reminder that while AI is very useful and it can be very helpful, it has limitations when it comes to really identifying lots of stuff. Like we can ask our home devices to do stuff and that's not an issue because if it doesn't turn on <laughs> your lights, that only impacts you. But if you were to ask your home, like if we were to go on next door, and I'm a little bit nervous to say this, but I'm just going to say it. But it's like somebody on next door would be like, hey, home device, tell me if there's a person of color in my neighborhood, okay. right? Because there are people on next door who would totally do that. I send yeah. you every week the people who are like, there was a weird person in our neighborhood. You better yep. check for yep. that. And then like four people are like, dude, that's the Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> right? he's, he's, wear, he's wearing a jacket that says Amazon. Come on, calm down. Right. Right. But like, that's the whole thing. Like we have to think about how we're deploying this technology. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. I think we can get through all these topics and I want to, so I'm spinning and oh, we're going to, okay. yeah, I want to, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. You, hey, you wanted to talk about him earlier. So. Well, I didn't necessarily want to talk about him, but then he was on McAfee's show today and I thought he had a very <laughs> Dude, interesting point he, that I want to talk about. He always says great shit on that show. I need to watch that show because I think that's the one place where Rodgers is like, is Rodgers, you know? It is, yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, former Packers tight end, Jermichael Finley is grinding that axe again. They fucking suck. He fucking so, sucks. So Finley spoke about Rodgers' week one performance, saying that he doesn't see that NFL hunger or the hunger to go win another championship. Um, to Rogers' credit, and I'm paraphrasing here, on the Pat McAfee show, he didn't necessarily call out Finley by name, but he did say about people in the media, he kind of basically said everybody in the media feels like they're a celebrity now so they want to say stuff to get clicks they want to say stuff to get impressions they want to say stuff to get people to engage with them so that they can overall grow their star and he was kind of saying that in comparison to when he broke into the league in 2005 where like social media wasn't really a thing and it's like journalists were reporting to their local newspaper and it's like you know their goal was to get people to buy the paper so how do you get people to buy the paper you you write like good articles and you get scoops and you do lots of things. Now, I think it's a very interesting conversation to delve into how the media has changed, you know, in 20 years. But 
I think we do you want to go that route? Do you want to talk about Rodgers? Where do you want to take this? Well, I, I, there's a lot of things. I mean, first of all, can we just fire Jermichael Finley into the sun? I mean, this guy was a waste of space as a tight end for the Packers, and he's been a bigger waste of space as a not tight end for the Packers. Uh, like, this guy is just completely useless. And I'm really, really done. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be 100% open and honest and lay my vulnerabilities on the uh, and, and my biases on the table. Like, I am almost always going to err on the side of Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I support the guy. He's not perfect. There's a lot of shit that he does that, that, that I don't agree with. Uh, he's certainly not perfect as a quarterback. But I'm going to err on the side of Aaron Rodgers more often than not. And the thing that's really irritated me is did he handle everything correctly in the offseason? Maybe, maybe not. Like, we don't really know for sure because he never said a fucking thing. And yet everybody's blaming him for being the, the big bad guy causing all these issues. He never fucking said anything. He, like, specifically said nothing. He's just going... The fucking guy got married and went on a honeymoon, and we're throwing a goddamn fit, for Christ's sake. I mean, there's people out here, ordinary, everyday people, who spend $50,000 that they can't afford to have a big shiny fucking wedding this guy goes to fucking hawaii and people are losing their goddamn mind and then as soon as he comes back as soon as you what the hell is that i don't know shut up uh as soon as he comes back to the league right um you knew you knew as soon as that game didn't go the way he wanted to we wanted it to against the saints you knew exactly what the story oh you didn't come to the training he didn't do this that's why Aaron Rodgers so bad he's horrible I haven't I haven't been too sweary this episode, but go fuck yourself, people. Get the hell out of here. Because he did almost exactly in the offseason as far as working out for, for the Packers as he does every single year. Last year he was the MVP and you were kissing his goddamn ass. And now, because he missed like one offseason workout that he might have had previously, it's like, oh my God, he's horrible. He doesn't care. He does, he's stupid. You know what? Shut the hell up. Like, you have one bad game. The whole fucking team was bad. That defense couldn't stop a fucking peewee football team, for God's sake. And and now, what are people going to say this week? I mean, he didn't have an amazing game. He threw four touchdowns, and the defense was fucking terrible again. The offense took a while to get started. He threw four touchdowns. So what? What do you say now, Jermichael Finley? Now is it? Oh, yeah, I could see the fire in his eye. Shut up. Get out of here. Like, it's, I, I'm just, I'm done with it. Like I I I really enjoy uh, little bits and like you said maybe I should start watching his interview with McAfee but I like how he kind of peels the onion layers back on McAfee right and he said a lot of very insightful stuff like you get the sense that he's not a real big fan of how the media is today and I think that played a lot into the radio silence over the summer like he just let it ride and was like y'all are just gonna say whatever you're gonna say and it's fine and but I think that's a very interesting thing and I've heard this in other places right where it's like um, Adam Schefter sources 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 like he's plugged in but then he's also taking all of this information from these specific people and like it, it's I don't know it's a very different ecosystem today than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that was one of the things yeah. that Rogers pointed out too. He's like, you know, he said something and I forget exactly what he said. So again, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, if I come out and say, dude, we had a stinker, it was a bad game. We'll do better next week. 
that doesn't get any clicks. So right. everybody right. wants yeah. to figure out what can I say or what can I take out of context to get my clicks and impressions and YouTube views and all of these things, right? So there's a reason that Stephen A. Smith makes as much money as he does. And that right. and that white dude that Sk with Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, right? These guys, and, and I don't say this I'm I'm very careful with my words here. Okay. They're fucking idiots. That's what I'm saying. They're like all they do is they're loud mouth fucking guys that yell and scream. They specifically pick super stupid angles. Because then people are going to say, well, I mean, we're talking about him right now, right? People are going to tune in because, hey, guess what, Skip? You were fucking wrong again. And I'm going to watch because I want to see what you have to say about it. He doesn't care. Like, you're tuning into his show. His ratings go up. He's making millions of dollars a year. Like, that, that's all these people are doing. It has nothing to do with real journalism. It has nothing to do with real insight. It has nothing to do with actually learning something. It's just shock. It's, it's fucking, it's what I call sports radio. Sports radio is all about that shock jock shit, right? Like they get on there and they yell and scream. They make stupid statements. They make outlandish claims and people listen to it and they get angry about it and they want to fight for it or fight against it. That's all this crap is. Like I have no time for it. There's a reason why I haven't watched ESPN in like 20 years because that's all it is anymore. And I, I well, have no time for it. I, I just, I have no time for it. Well, and it's interesting if you think about like your Schefters and your Rappaports and those guys, like, do you every once in a while get something like really good from them? Sure you do. But also, you know, with their sources, they're like, you know, they're putting out, oh, my source wants these people to know about this or yeah, this sure. person's agent reported to me that like, it, it, it's kind of like you got to play the game, right? Because you Absolutely. don't want to be you don't want to be cut out of the loop yep. because if you don't play the game, then you're cut out of the loop. And I think that there's, it, it's just a very interesting time for journalism and media. And like, I, I am generally a pro media person. Like I feel like people who do it well, do it well, but there are the people who are on the opposite end of the spectrum who kind of give it a bad name. Yeah, I agree. All right, B, I changed my mind. I say, we're going to, we're going to save two topics. I do want to talk about these topics though. So I think what we need to do, uh, shameless plug, is I think we need to get together this weekend and we need to talk about these for our We Random Extra Time podcast. What we do every week, well, we haven't been every week lately, but what we do is we get together and we do an extra podcast for the people who are patron supporters. Uh, so Wiggum will probably throw the link up there because he's generally really good at that. Um, if you if you want to support what we're doing here um, and you support uh, support us via Patreon, you get access to that podcast. Um, sometimes we do video, sometimes we do audio. Sometimes the audio is just us, you know, musing about random stuff that may or may not be good and may, you may or may not want to listen to. Um, but there's a couple different ways that we try to interact with that. Your your support is super appreciated, whether it's monetarily through that or just hanging out, being here and, and going through chat. But now that I've said all that, be uh, do you know what time it is? Do you know? It is time for Random Rankings. There we go, Random Rankings. So uh, if you're new here, uh, Random Rankings is generally when we uh, we come up with some crazy ranking thing. We, you know, what are the 10 best foods that you've ever had? Or what's the best food at the Wisconsin State Fair? Whatever it may be. Um, but this week, Brian had a, an interesting an interesting idea. B, why don't you tell us about that? So 
a couple of weeks ago, we came on to the uh, podcast, and it wasn't a podcast. It was just a straight stream where Skanzi and I talked for 45 minutes to an hour, and we answered some silly questions, and I thought that was fun. Let's do that again. So I pulled up a list that said, quote, fun questions to ask. And <laughs> there are 25 questions on this list. So I figured what we'd do is we would randomly answer some of these questions. Now, if you in our chat want to pick a number and have us answer that question, please do. Otherwise, we can use a random number generator. And we'll do this until we decide we don't want to do it anymore because <laughs> we random. So I did put the link in the chat for everybody a little bit earlier so that you could get a head start on this if you wanted to take a look. Um, if you've got, oh, look at that. Is that the right, oh, that is the right link. Look at wigs. I was just about to post it again. Um, so if anybody's got a, a certain question, if you've taken a look at the list and you, wanna, you want us to cover a certain one, let us know. Otherwise, I'm going to create a random number between one and 25. Between one and 25. I'm gonna spin it and then I'll give it a couple seconds. And then uh, if nobody comes up with one, I'm gonna read this one right here. Ooh, this is, this is a good one, B. All right. Up, uh, oh, Wigs just came up with one. So we're gonna save this one. This will be the next one. Wigs chose number eight. What oh, what celebrity would you rate as a perfect 10? Mm. I mean, can That's I just can I can I just take the easy route out and just say Ryan Reynolds cuz I think everybody agrees Ryan Reynolds is like <laughs> the epitome of everything, right? Can can I can okay. I just cheat and say that? Otherwise, do you want you want to know who the first person was that came to mind, honestly? Yes, I do. Taylor Swift. And it, and it really, and it has nothing more. to do with the fact that she's gorgeous, which she is, but she just seems down to earth and real. And she's like the type of person that I'd love to just hang out with. Like, and to me that I've always been a person who thinks that your appearance is a small part. Your, your appearance is impacted for me based on who you are and how you look. Right. So not how you look, but, but who you are, how you act, that type of thing. So you can take the most gorgeous person in the world and, and they can be a complete asshole and I have zero interest on them, right? Like none. And these two individuals, and again, they're celebrities. So who really knows for sure? But both of these people are, they, they're, they're fun, they're engaging, they're exciting. You know, Taylor Swift just seems super, super down to earth. Um, I think she's got cats though. So that's kind of a, that's a little bit, she's like a nine and a half, I guess, but you know, <laughs> so yeah, I, I just think that's, that's the kind of thing. Like just her personality is, is amazing in my, in my book. Not that I've spent a lot of time, you know, watching her or whatever, but yeah, right. little clips I've seen here or there. She seems like a really cool person. Awesome. Yeah. So I like the first name that came into my head in an interesting way, and we're going to stay in the wrestling lane oh boy. was, was the rock. So okay. the thing about the rock is like, obviously physical specimen. So if you think about the physical part, like he's got that down, but from what it seems like, and again, he's a celebrity. I don't know all of the things. It seems like he's out there generally doing good things, saying good things, contributing to good causes. Like, again, if he's not, 
I don't know about it, yeah. but he seems like the kind of person who takes time out of his day for other people and he is willing to, but like, he's also one of those people who's like got his hands in everything. Like yeah. he's got liquor, he's got movies, he's got this, he's got that, like he's doing it all. And you know, from what I can tell, like a lot of it is good. It's not like he's out there being, you know, the celebrity that's like posting anti-vax memes on his <laughs> socials or something. Right. Yeah. But, but again, like, even if he is like, he's not out there talking about it. So yeah. no, I think it's a, I think it's a great point and I would agree, but I do think it's important for me to say, it doesn't matter what you think. Just got to throw that out there. Okay. So the other, no, the other thing I would add is it's great when you watch his little videos, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or whatever, like where he just surprises people. The one that immediately comes to mind is he's like, he's driving in his truck and he's like, hey, I love these celebrity tours. They're always driving around oh, my house. And he pulls one. over on the celebrity bus tours like, hey, have you guys seen The Rock? And everybody fucking flips their shit. It's, it's just, you know, it's the little things like that. Uh, which is a great thing about Taylor Swift too. You see how many things that she does for her fans, you know, same kind of thing. All right. So the other one, when I did my spin, and also, again, put it out there for you, Chad. If you're looking at the list, there's anything you want, you want us to get to, throw it in the chat. Throw it in right now, and we'll, we'll get to them in order. But the random, one that, the random spin that I did came up with number 24. What ridiculous thing has someone tricked you into doing or believing? Mm. And I'll go first. I'm going to okay. cheat, and I'm actually going to say something. <laughs> I'm actually going to give an example of a ridiculous thing that I tricked someone into doing or believing. And I figure it's perfect, even though I'm pretty sure he's not watching. I actually told this story at my brother's wedding because it was a perfect story. So, you know, we were kids and um, I told my brother, I'm like, do you know that you can do a somersault down the stairs and stop yourself? You, you can't chat. You, you just, you, you, you can't. Uh, so yeah, so he did a somersault. Slammed into the wall at the bottom of the stairs. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. So yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it that way. <laughs> what do you got me? That's uh, ridiculous. I, I'm trying to think of this and I'm, I'm sure there are lots of things that I've been talked into doing you know as a young person and an adult nothing is like coming to mind is like horrendously egregious i can just think of the stuff oh i there was a this is a tick now i gotta rem i gotta remember the story though because it's not my story okay. but it was so can can i tell jokes about penises on the podcast <laughs> well, i mean we've talked about worse so yeah, go for it okay so there's a guy i follow on uh tiktok his name is officer Yudi. okay i was making sure it wasn't he, me no i do follow you on tiktok though but he <laughs> talked about something that he did with his kid and he's like i know i done messed up because i told my son that every time he lies, his peckers go shrink. So, <laughs> when, so whenever my son lies, he grabs his little doolong. So I know that he's lying. <laughs> and, then, and then one day we're at the store and he puts something in the cart 
And I said, boy, did you put did you put that in the car? He's like, oh no. And I look, and he grabbing his little dulog. But then Cashier sees it and she starts laughing. And then I start laughing. And then he looks at me and he's like, Daddy, grandma said that you lied a lot when you were younger too. Uh. So it's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, dude is amazing though that's good. Like, I love his videos so that's the thing that I could think about like uh, you could teach your kids something like that <laughs> that is awesome I love it alright we, so, th- we got at least three questions uh, piled up um, one of them is I would love you to wrap up with number 25 so we'll save that uh, number 15 from Emily what is your biggest screw up in the kitchen I kind of want to make a uh, you know a joke using screw up in a different way, but I'm not going to do that. B, do you have an answer for this one? Otherwise I got, I got one on deck for the next two. Right, give give me what you got. All right. So I, calling this a screw up, it, it kind of was a screw up. I mean, it definitely didn't end up well, but I didn't really know. Ex- anyway, let me just tell you a story. So um, when I was 15, 16 years old, something like that, my parents went out of town. Um, I think that's when they went down to Chicago to do some modeling thing with my sister or something. I don't know. Um, and I stayed home because I don't want to go do that shit. And uh, my grandma came and stayed with us. And I wanted to make brownies. We had just like brownie, a box brownie mix. And I was like, let's do this brownie thing. So I went to make these brownies, but I was like, well, shit, we ain't got no eggs. Like, can you still make it without eggs? Uh, I don't know. And so I made it without eggs. Well, you can't really make brownies without eggs, y'all. It just doesn't really work. If I told you it was hard as a rock, it would be an understatement. It was like, it was, you literally, I had to take a a butter knife and like jam it into the damn thing. If I would have had a hammer, I would have used that. But here's the kicker to the story is my grandma who loved me to death. I bless her soul. That lady still ate a brownie. Now, I don't think she made it through the whole thing. And she was just kind of kind of nibbling on it a little bit. She'd like hold it in the milk for like an hour and a half, try to soften it up. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's the one. That's a great story. You know, that's one of those stories that uh, I don't think about a whole lot. So I'm glad that, glad that came up. That's awesome. So I have a couple stories. There are two that are blind man in the kitchen. And then there's one that's not my story, but I feel like it's appropriate. So blind man in the kitchen. Number one, changing the filter for the water in your refrigerator. Mm. Never trust a blind man to change the water filter in the refrigerator. I don't feel like I need to say anymore. Number two, there was a time that I tried to cook something that required flour. In our kitchen, flour and sugar are right next to each other. (laughs) Therefore, blind man cooked something with... I don't know if it was one way or the other, but it it didn't end up going well. But (laughs) here's the the story that's not mine, but I also think it's kind of funny. So at my buddy's house, we're going to grill out. His dad comes over with a beef brisket. He's like, yo, I need you to put, well, he didn't say yo, but he's like, I need you to put this on the grill. We're going to cook it for two hours. Now, if anybody knows beef brisket, you ain't cooking a brisket in two hours on the grill. But his dad insists we got to put it on there. We got to turn it up. We got to do whatever. So put it on the grill, turn it up, 
We all go inside. Like 15 minutes later, <laughs> the neighbor the neighbor comes around and dude, your grill is on fire. Literally, we go outside, the whole like grill <laughs> is like straight up on fire. The nice part though, well, nice is that his neighbor is an off-duty police officer, so happened to have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> so this dude comes over, fire extinguishers the grill, grill is dead, brisket's dead. Mm. And that was the end of our uh, kitchen extravaganza for that day. Nice. This is a good reminder for everybody. Make sure you have a fire extinguisher handy. Uh, for those who are not watching live and can't uh, see Emily's story, I want to share Emily's story. Uh, Emily took a cheesecake from the oven and it burned her through the holder, crashes to the floor, and she continued to stand on the 400 degree crap, as she calls it, while trying to clean it up with her bare hands. All of that seems like a really bad, bad thing. <laughs> uh, move on to number 16. What is the worst commercial you re recently seen? Why is it so bad? I'm not even gonna stop talking because I have to answer this one right away. There is a fucking commercial with like a sun and some other thing. And it's the guys like drinking the Coke Zero and it's not a sun, I think it's an asteroid and it's gonna crash into earth. And it's like, ah, and he's like, no, it's not so bad. He's like, ah, and he's like, no, you need to try it. He's like, ah, and he goes, no, you gotta try it first. And then he slows down and he goes, okay, I'm gonna try it first. How fucking bad is your product that you have to put out a commercial that says, hey, at least try it first. I tried it and it's garbage. I'm still drinking it because, you know, I can't find another zero calorie cola that I like. But it's the dumbest commercial ever. If you have to put on a commercial that says, hey, just try it. Oh my God, what a disaster. Best Coke ever? Uh. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that was the commercial that I had. The, the one where they're like, best Coke ever? Oh, God. I think so. And I'm like, I don't think so at all. I mean, they're also like, basically, if you turn on any AM station radio commercials where they're like, come listen to us talk about the vaccine. Oh, like, God. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. Not today, Satan. Some of the weirdest commercials, and I love them to death. I'm a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan, and, I, and uh, occasionally I'll listen to the radio, and they have all these farmer commercials, which, I mean, I'm, I live in Wisconsin. There's a lot of farmers here, too, but it's like uh, like soybean commercials and uh, like um, fertilizer commercials. It's, it's just strange. It's just strange. All right, so I'm thinking we move on to the uh, the wrap-up here. And then we jump into our extra time. You good with that? I'm good with that. All right. Old Man Wiggum says, finish it up with number 25. If you were given a one-minute ad slot during the Super Bowl that you couldn't sell, <laughs> what would you fill it with? I would select a topic. I would just let you go wild for a minute. Me? Just on national television. Oh, that's... Gorgeous. We I would love just it. we would we would just send you right off the cliff. You would become a <laughs> meme. You would be like so famous, and I would just be like, we could just do this. Like it would just be a one minute what? commercial for this podcast. I love it. I mean, I, I would lose my job because you, well, actually, no, I wouldn't. Actually, I don't know. Let me think about this. I think you'd be safe. Because I work there right now, so they could hold me responsible. Oh dang. 
<laughs> yeah. Ching! But there we go. You know, my first. I, don't know. I I would I would want it to be something positive, but part of me just wants it to be like a complete troll. <laughs> like get the clicks, baby. Aaron Rodgers, we gotta get them clicks and them impressions, and we gotta do it. So my first thought was a one-minute dating ad. And then, <laughs> and then, oh, okay. I, I, hold and on, then no, my... before you go, hold on. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. So imagine cutscene, picture, beautiful night in Wisconsin. <laughs> the the dusk, the sun is setting. All of a sudden, you see this man's feet. Them are some real big feet, <laughs> but you see the feet, and it starts to come up. You see the legs. You see this chair, and all of a sudden, you see a big long stick, but it's in his hand. It's a stogie. You see it. He's got sunglasses on. He's just sitting there in the chair. And then he turns to the camera, faces that camera real nice, says, Tell him what you say, Christopher. Let's go. Uh, I don't know what I say. <laughs> I don't know. I was just setting you up. Oh. I was setting the, I was setting the mood for the commercial. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's funny. No, the second thing I, I, I thought of was, Great big meteor heading towards Earth going, ah, and someone on Earth going, no, don't try it, it's horrible. And the meteor's going, ah, and they're going, no, really, don't try it, it's horrible. And the meteor's going, ah, and he's like, oh, my God, don't drink this. No matter what happens, it's the worst drink in the world. And the meteor crashed into Earth, we all die. That was the second thing I thought. But I think what I would really do if I had a, a one-minute ad in the Super Bowl is I would do some sort of positivity message. Something, you know, something about, bringing people together or something you know i, I don't know I'd, I'd come up with something i'd you know get some really good ad agency or something to come up with something but i i think the one thing that we're missing in this world is is uh positivity and togetherness i think we need a lot more of that so what i'm missing is your one minute dating ad we really just need the one minute dating <laughs> ad like, i mean that is a pretty I, I good feel, one i feel like we need that yeah you might like, be right all right so yeah for today is your oh random rankings <laughs> all right b why don't yeah. you uh why don't you hit us with your extra point oh wait i need to change the camera over <laughs> you go you keep right. talking i'll change it oh so today i did not have an extra point prepared but then i went to a local retail store that rhymes with chrome depot <laughs> and I attempted to purchase an item. I looked on their website. Item said that they had over a hundred of these things in stock. So I walked the 20 minutes to the store. I looked where the app told me this item would be. It was no longer there. So I go and ask a person, asks the second person, who asks the third person? And they all go, well, it's supposed to be right there, but it's not there. And then I figured out where it was. It was packed up on a riser 25 feet in the air and they all go sorry dude can't get the thing <laughs> so my plea or my ask or whatever you want to call it to you today is go the extra mile for people try to be helpful don't be the people at chrome depot chrome depot i love it all right. Well, uh, I don't have a similar story. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the, 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 
the real personal route with half my head off the screen here. Um, so this is, we're, we're, we're closing up. I think, is this the last podcast we have this month? No, we got one more. We're closing up on this uh, Suicide Awareness Month. And I, I, I only bring that up, you know, last week we talked about it. I talked about it in the extra point where I've been emotionally, mentally in the past. And it came up oddly over the course of this last weekend. So I was driving down south to meet a friend um, who's helping me create a, make, he's, he's building me a table or re, uh, restoring a table for me. And we're judging it up for my downstairs gaming area. And, uh, you know, is that kind of a, a, a pinnacle spot? So I figured I'd go down there and I'd, I'd help out for the day. And on the way, I'm just enjoying the scenery. I mean, I love, I love driving, especially in, in areas that aren't super populated. I love to see the trees and the rolling mountains and all, and all those other all scenery that, you know, we have here in Wisconsin. And I was, I just loved it. And it was so great. And as we're going, I had this sudden reminder. Now I've made this drive 10 million times. This one was actually a little bit of a different route, but basically that, that same drive I've made pretty much weekly, except for the last year or so. It was basically weekly or a couple times a week for, for years now. And uh, it just dawned on me how much I was enjoying the drive, how much I enjoyed the beauty and just, I was taking it all in and it took me back to that point a few years back when I wasn't in as good of a spot. And I spent, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I might've mentioned it kind of offhandedly once to a friend. But I spent most of those drives looking for outs, I'll say. So as I'm driving, I'll say, oh, that tree's like three feet wide. I bet you if I hit that at 70 miles an hour, that would take care of me. Or, hey, I drive by that school. It's a huge brick building. I drive by at two o'clock in the morning. Nobody's going to be there. I'll bet you if I step on the gas and I hit that, I'll be good to go. Or, hey, a lot of times when I come through this little, little ass piddly town, there's a train. Could definitely do myself in that way. These are the conversations I had constantly as I was making these drives. Just when, when is, when is the day? When is the time when I'm just going to yank the wheel and, and just be done? It was a dark period of my life. And it dawned on me this weekend that it's not that right now. Not to say that everything's sunshine and rainbows, because it isn't. But uh, it felt very, very good that I was enjoying the beauty in the world and, and not just sitting in the muck of the world and uh yeah so i felt because this is suicide awareness month and i've been pretty open with how i've been in the past where i've been in the past where i am now for the most part um i thought that would be a story that i should share um a friend of mine reached out to me today actually after he watched the podcast from last week and said hey i saw your extra point and i just want to check in i want to see where you're at how are you doing mentally emotionally Physically, where, where are you at? How are you doing? And I said, uh, watch my extra point from this week. 
I think you'll like what you hear. So Jeff, if you're out there watching, which I'm sure you will be, there's your answer. So hopefully, hopefully that's a good surprise for you. So that's what I got, B. Why don't you wrap us on up? All right. Well, I am glad to hear that you are in the place that you're at. That's always good to hear. And if you want to find us, you can look at that nice graphic on the screen. I'm not even going to try to point to it because I will point the wrong direction. But you can find us here on YouTube. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights, you can find Skanzi. You can find me here on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock. You can find us on Twitter. Skanzi is at Skanzi. I am at LandmarkMKE. You can find AQ underscore PROD. You can find us in your favorite podcast app under We Random. As always, you can find Skanzi on Amazon Sidewalk. Um, other things that I can tell you are that if you have questions, concerns, issues, want to give us suggestions, want to yell at us because we didn't talk about the vaccine, you can direct <laughs> all of that to your deleted items folder because we don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> anyway, I'm Landmark. That's Skanzi. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And have yourself a great evening. And just because it was okay in 2002 doesn't mean it's fucking okay now. Woo! <laughs> I got nothing to say. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>